the media? How come they're not showing this? I mean, it's unbelievable what's really happening. Well, you know, the famous saying, it doesn't fit their narrative. They want... It doesn't fit many. Once you see it, it's, you realize... I, I would first, first one, it's a doctor. I was like, seriously, dude? You, you think what you're doing is okay? It's just a mass of something? I mean, it's unbelievable. It's really, really, really strong. So... Imagine if he make. Imagine if he makes his daily bread with that. Imagine how insulated he is. Man, it's really, really bad. I mean, you know, and it's still not legal. People believe it's legal just because of Roe v. Wade, but Roe v. Wade was just a legal outcome of a trial permitting abortion in all fifty states. But it's not passed as legal in all fifty states. It's just permitted because of Roe v. Wade, and that's why New York made it uh, granite. You know, etched it in granite by extending it to the to the ninth month just to, to remind all New Yorkers, hey, here, you can always come here to kill your baby in the state of New York. So Republicans have been asking uh, the U.S. Congress to pass a law as far back as Reagan for the mother to see her baby before she decides to abort, to actually see it, not not watch it be aborted, not that extreme, but just to see it so that there's a little last-minute moment of conscience that perhaps— if you see your baby sucking him his or her thumb or pointing or scratching her head or just spinning around, mm-hmm. you'll decide not to have the abortion. But guess yeah. what? The Demokami Party doesn't even allow it to come to the floor of either the House or the Senate. So, well, May, look, you also see these young girls going in there, all innocent, um, not sure, insecure, and then they look up to these adults— that are saying no, no, go ahead. Relax. It's not. It's not. Nothing like. A, nothing but a. You know, a, a LASIK operation. <laughs> a little sick procedure, and then they're bleeding. They can't sleep. They have nightmares. I mean, you got to be kidding me. How, how are they hiding all this stuff? Well, it's uh, complicity with uh, uh, a media industry that has a business model that is very destructive, destructive in nature, simply because the majority of viewers are not looking for positive news. They're looking for negative news. When was the last time you, you read an article about something really positive and, and seized it and read it from beginning to end as opposed to something negative? And I think we're all guilty of that. In my this case, is negative. I, I'm, this is negative. This is very negative. Yeah, this is negative because of your opinion on the issue, but not, not negative from, from the standpoint of um, – Killing a life that that article would never be read. It would only be read in a Christian magazine or something of that nature. Not not a science magazine, not New York Times, not Washington Post, and the Herald. Nobody's going to read that article about uh, desperate pleas of a fetus trying to survive during an abortion because that's that's what the babies do. The babies. Hey, hey, let me ask you a question: Are these abortions done in hospitals too, or only in clinics? I believe uh, that if, the, if it's a secular hospital, it's there are plenty of hospitals that do abortions, yes. Really? It, the more popular ones are probably the clinics because of the price and where they look, locate the clinics. You know, they put all the Planned Parenthoods right on, either on the border of the ghetto or right between low income and middle income so that both can can arrive on time. But it really uh, was uh, Margaret Sanger, the founder of Planned Parenthood, it was a very known. She was a very known racist person, and she hid behind women's liberation movement. And she really, her goal was to minimize minorities, have them abort each other, 
uh, so there would be lesser of them and less unskilled people in society. And she was part of the eugenics movement. The eugenics movement was very popular for a long time among the very wealthy and the elite of New York City, Chicago, Boston, and like, imagine where they experimented the most with Planned Parenthood is here in the South, and they put up the money. Manny, why do the Democrats pick up this um, this position? Female voter. Oh. The back the back porch female voter back porch. Wait, wait, wait a second. You're telling me you're telling me that the female more females vote or for abortion than males. If they're non-political females, yeah. yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, let's just take a complete sample. Of the population. Well, the example that I like to use when I've had this conversation before, and by the way, we're speaking to Jimmy Johnson here, not the football coach, on WSQF 94.5. Jimmy just saw the movie Unplanned that I have not seen yet, and I will be taking my daughter shortly. And he's uh, really taken aback. You know, he's got a wife now that's pregnant. So you can imagine it's hitting him really hard to the point where he wanted to come to Blink Radio to talk about it. So my example to you is we know that Barack Obama, when he ran for president, he, as a Illinois senator, voted no no contender, like no contest, like uh, I'm not going to vote at all for late-term abortions in yeah. Illinois legislature. And he did it on several occasions. Yeah. So he didn't say no. And if you don't say no, then you're for yes. But he didn't want to leave a legislative track record because— there were probably people pulling on his coattails already saying, hey, we're going to make you the first African-American president. So he voted that way on a lot of issues, not just abortion. But the best example of women's uh, right to the right to choose to terminate their, their babies is that the majority of female Catholics voted for Barack Obama in both elections. So that says everything. You know, Catholic women, really anti-abortion. It's part of our faith. Life begins at conception, yet the majority of Catholic women who voted, I'm not saying the majority of Catholic women as a whole, I'm saying majority of Catholic women who actually cast ballots voted for Barack Obama. So, But they don't connect the dots. That, I believe that most, most women, in one way or another, um, I, I'm going to quote Louis Farrakhan in a paraphrase because I can't really quote it uh, identically, but Louis Farrakhan said something that kind of holds true, and it's kind of harsh that it comes from him. He says, if a woman loves you tremendously, she'll have your baby. But if she hates your guts at the moment you conceive your second child or third child, she might abort it. And hey. and a lot of men... Uh, well, 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 what about Tina Turner? What does love got to do with it? Right. What's love have to do with it? Why does a baby to blame? Um there, uh, that's that's the, the biggest issue with uh, the people who are for. I actually, actually, maybe that was brought up in Unplanned. One of the one of the girls said, um, I think it was actually the director when she had her abortion. She said, "I didn't want to have a connection to my my to this loser guy that got her pregnant." Exactly the point I'm making. I didn't want to have that connection. That's wow. exactly what Louis Farrakhan was saying. Yeah. Yeah. In other words, if you leave them, uh, if you give them a gift that reminds you of them. They'll throw away the gift or give it away to someone else. So it doesn't just abide to children. Now, when it's a child, you can imagine that's real hard, concrete evidence because the child might, on top of looking like this man who got you pregnant, it could also be character traits. So it's uh, really a sad reality. 
And uh, that's that's probably why society uh, was really uh, hard on women to you know to uh, to marry as virgins. And Manny, Manny, hold on a second. I haven't met one person yet. I mean, maybe you have, but I haven't heard of one person yet, a mother or a father, that has said, "I really don't like my mo- my daughter or son because it reminds me of my spouse." my ex or anything like that. I've never heard that. You know, I'm yeah. sure I'm sure that in private people have said that to each other. No, come on. Are you but, have you ever heard that? I have. Yeah. Completely wipe out a human being, even though it's half them, you know? Right. I don't think they'll say I think most parents love their children, period. Regardless yeah. regardless yeah. how they come out. Yeah. But they will say not in the in the thread that you said, not in that on that context. In this context, they're likely to say, "Oh my God, I hate that about my daughter. I hate that about my son. It reminds me of his dad." But they and, don't really. But they don't write them off. They just hate that one part. Right. Exactly. They don't write them but off. That enough to distinguish extinguish them? Yeah. There's there's a lot of people who just simply don't believe, man, and uh, they'll they'll rationalize the costs. Uh, my, I can't afford to. Uh, my life's going to change forever. Uh, oh, my God, I can't believe it. Uh, oh, my God, if I have this child, I'll never do anything I want. It's it's a real a real amazing uh, reality. The pressure is intense. And, um, you know, uh, I would hate to I would hate to really analyze uh, the person in my 20s compared to my the person in my 50s with two kids. I think it'd be a lying set of circumstances and rationalizations in my head if I truly believed that I was I would be the same pro lifer now that I was that, yeah, that I in I my twenties. These girls, uh, very few of them, come forward and and say, "Man, my life has been a living nightmare for the last thirty years because of my abortion." They don't say it; they just kind of keep it quiet, and they don't tell anyone. And I guess those are the ones that we need to hear from, right? I would take it a step further to give you uh, an idea of how deadly, devastating, emotional, bankrupt um, of communist countries in Cuba. I've met, I don't know, three, four, five people already that have had four or five abortions. And they use abortion as a, almost a contraceptive because it's in a communist and, country. And, and how do they become? Are they, are they, are they normal? Or are they... Well, there's just no condoms. There's no pill. There's no nothing. So, no, no, no. But how do these girls uh, recover from that experience? They they, uh, they, they didn't miss they didn't miss a beat. Wow. All of them, and and they're all in their twenties when I've had these conversations. So they weren't my <laughs> they weren't my peer groups. It was me talking to a young person. In other words, like a father to a, a daughter. But they were, you know, old enough to to be cognizant, and quite frankly, three, two, one, five, and it was just all in early. You know, there weren't debates; they were just they went straight through the drive-through and communist Cuba's clinic just went through it really quick. You know, as soon as the second period was missed, boom, terminate the pregnancy seven or eight weeks, no drama, no mama. That's all they. That's all they saw. Thank God. Thank God. I figured it out really quick. And uh, they all say the same thing: that the baby wasn't that evolved. It was still basically a jelly. You know, um, the people don't realize that. I think it's eight by the second, seventh, by the eighth week. Uh, it's already have the heartbeat, even though it's still somewhat of a 
a shrimp-looking embryo, um, but it's still it's got a heartbeat, you know. So there's rationalization there, and my fear about aban- uh, uh, just uh, abolishing the right to have an abortion. Unfortunately, I don't have that much faith in the in the human existence to say that it would really that it would really stop and women would go to term. They won't. They'll they'll race around, leave the country, uh, travel to another country, go to Mexico, and the, and you can you know that the business model will just expand to, you know, come here, come here, we'll abort your kid, and then you become a it becomes a, a real disgusting slaughterhouse equal to what was going on in Dr. Garznell's office. Now, now Manny, do you think? I think it's male and female. Period. Males yeah, don't want males yeah. don't want to lose female votes, so the law is what it is. It's just too many women that want to have the right to abort, even if they are against it. They just don't know that one day they might just get pregnant. There could be, you know, there's there's obviously situations where there was holes in the condom where everybody. The two adults behaved accordingly. They they had protected sex, but something happened during the sex, and the con- the condom tore, or it was already perforated, or just de- it was broken during sex, and you know, and you get pregnant. So those people immediately rationalize, and although it's a devastating reality to me and to you, uh, I can't stand the whole idea. But uh, what can I tell you, man? A lot of people just don't believe in God, and therefore you have to give them a law and have to give them an out because the the slaughtering will be amazing. Now, remember, there's also the other issue, which is a a teenage girl leaving her parents' home because they're pregnant, not coming back until after the pregnancy, and the baby was given away that that could end up in sex slaves' Industry it could end up in an abusive home. The baby could be ended up, you know, with a bunch of uh, drunk bikers and falls uh, off the uh, bike. What's worse? Guess what? The the harshest reality. Yes. What would be the harshest reality? A child cognizant of abuse, or a child in the womb terminated? No, no, no. I'm saying uh, there's still a chance that the child can be adopted by a good family. Yeah, there is a chance. I mean, but, I mean, there's Americans that are dying for babies, man. Yeah, but you should see how that same political party that's fighting for uh, pro-choice are also making adoption really complicated. That's so much so that people have to go to Europe. You know, remember when Romania, uh, the Cold War ended in Romania, uh, uh, Nikolai Shusensky uh, was uh, taken out of power, was killed, basically. Well... They found hundreds of thousands of babies just in starvation mode at uh, at orphanages all over Romania. People just, through communist wasteland, they just gave their kids to the state. They couldn't raise them. Well, Americans rushed to adopt these babies, and it wasn't easy for them. You know, it's really sad. But adoption is 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 as much, you know who the number one adoption uh the number one adopters of babies are in this country right now? Gay gay people. Oh, yeah. Pretty obvious, isn't it? Yeah. And then you have three gay kids, you know, three kids that, of gay parents. And of the three, one will say, don't let gay people adopt. The other one will say, my parents made it very clear they don't want me to be gay or even consider it. 
And the other ones say, I am gay because of my parents. Right. So when it comes to this law, you know, I, I'm, I'm in a place where there's nowhere to go. I just want to reduce the amount of weeks you have to make the decision. It makes sense to me, simply from a human factor, that if it has a spine, it has to go to term there because it feels pain. So that's my Mason-Dixon line, or that's my line in the sand. If it is determined scientifically, whatever that week is, I believe it's between 12 and 14 weeks that the, the embryo goes to fetus and it feels pain, that's where you have to go full term. You have to go to term. So that's my, that's my rule on it. And if, you know, if these liberal freakazoids who want us to pay attention to the science of global warming but ignore the science of abortion, I find that really gross hypocrisy here, and I'm a little tired of the hypocrisy of the political bipolar disorder. Manny, Manny, the politicians have no idea about science, and I can tell you I'm a chemical engineer, and I haven't heard any politician speak about science the way any of my professors spoke about science. They, they They don't talk about theorems. They don't talk about truths. Well, although although I won't disagree with you, we have some really prominent politicians that are physicians, and they can talk to you about science if they if they had to. All right, but that's health sciences. I'm talking about pure sciences like physics, chemistry, uh, biology. You know, you know, and, and at the PhD level, I can understand. Undergraduate biology, chemistry. Well, why, 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 uh, why do you put so much value on that if we're talking about human science? Because you're talking about global warming. No, I'm just using an example as to ignore science in one case that they advocate strongly for, and ignore science in the other case they strongly advocate for, and that's really the harsh reality of their bipolarity. I mean, you're seeing it all over the place. There's right now in Key Biscayne a petition to ban plastic bags and the people who don't want plastic bags anymore, who parents and kids alike, were the ones demanding plastic bags to save the tree when back when there was paper bags. So you see the bipolarity. We had brown paper bags growing up, you and I. We were fine with brown paper bags. And the tree huggers said, no, we got to get rid of the brown paper bag. It's killing too many trees, too much paper. And now we have floating bags stuck in whales, dolphins, seals, fish. Those those bags are not coming from Kitty's Cane. And you eliminate the plastic bags. Good luck with dealing with uh, the pooper scooper dog litter and all that. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Then you get all kinds of bacteria, rats, infestation. Well, the beauty of the private se- the beauty of the private sector is that there, it's going to come up with a, a synthetic plastic that's actually organic it, and deco- it's decomposes. It's we already have that, Andy. Yeah. These plastics uh, decompose within you know, a very short period of time. No, not the, not the plastic bag, not the plastic bags in supermarkets and hardware stores. I think so. Those plastics, those plastics don't decompose. There is a plastic. Many, I think so. I have a plastic that I sell that is actually to sustain soil around a tree for transplanting, and it's, yeah. it, it looks like a plastic, feels like a plastic. I sell it as plastic, and yet that one does decompose because yeah. you'll never pull it out from under the ground. Even if plastic did not decompose in the ground, okay, buried in the ground, 
remember, it's derived from petroleum, so it's all part of what's underground anyway. So it's not as bad as people think. And also, plastic is very thin and can be compressed and contained. It's not it's not the big enemy like they say it is. It does a lot more good. There was a commercial about DuPont and plastics and all the things that plastic does. Yeah, but providing you, 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 you chip them up and use them again. Can't possibly be good in a landfill just forever and ever and ever. Man, it takes up zero space in the landfill. I mean, you can compress that to nothing. Yeah, but it's still, it still still can't but have any... In my any... lifetime, it's less than a square foot if you compress it. I understand, but it still can't have an economic benefit sitting there in a landfill. The only economic benefit would be to to separate it and, and make, make it pellets again and reuse it and make something right, else with it. Can we go back to... Well, Unplanned? Yeah. Yeah, by all means, you saw it. I mean, and you're not, not going to tell me the whole movie because I still want to see it. No, I don't want to tell you the whole movie. I just want to know. I was so impacted. Where did you see it, by the way? I saw it on Sunday at Lincoln Road. There was only, I think there was like six people in the movie theater. Yeah, and remind me. The whole uh, movie theater was empty, though. I, I read all the movies. Hollywood, I don't know what's happening. People are staying away. No, you shouldn't. You shouldn't want to think about what's happening. You know what's happening. You know, they dread they dread any of that stuff. We're we're a bunch of uh, demagogues and freakazoids. They, they actually think we're some kind of fortune tellers because we actually believe in a god greater than ourselves. So that's just the harshest reality we're in. Fifty fifty percent of this nation says they believe in God, and the other fifty percent actually practices their faith in terms of living their principles and virtues, and even that is suspect to many other people. So. We're in a real battle royale here, and it hasn't improved, and no one has claimed victory yet, and it's been going on for about 8,000 years. So it's just, we got a, a phone now. That's the only difference. So I'll thank you for your call. I think you did a good job, and um, I will post this unplanned podcast on WSQFradio.com. You ever want to listen to us live? Anywhere in the world, wsqfradio.com forward slash live. Let me repeat, wsqfradio.com forward slash live. You can also get us off a satellite called radio.garden, where you use the Google map and you Google down to, you map me down to Key Biscayne, an island off the coast of Miami, and you'll see a little green dot. You can also get us there live stream. That's very beneficial when I'm speaking late at night to Cuba, those who have a, a phone or a computer can hear me uh, criticize the regime. Then you can also toll free anytime you want, 1-844-645-WSQF, and then local here, 305-365-BETTER-THAN-A-TAXI, 7777. So I'll leave you with some Jethro Toll, and thank you, Jimmy Johnson. Thank you, Manny. If you like our programming on WSQF 94.5 in Key Biscayne, you can also hear us very far away nationwide, WSQFradio.com. And if you like our audio files and our subject matter, subscribe to YouTube Mac on the Rock Rampage. Take care and stay free.